0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text for this first Sunday in Advent will be taken from the reading in the Gospel of Luke. You may be seated. We begin today with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks in this season that your Son, Jesus, has come to save us from our sins. But Lord, we confess that there are a lot of things around us now that would distract us from Jesus, that would distract us uh, from his purpose in coming. And so we pray today, Lord, that you would fix our eyes on Jesus, that you would remind us why his cross matters and why we are saved through him. Grant us your grace. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so you may or may not be aware of this, but today is the first Sunday in the new church year. So, Happy New Year to you all. This is the first Sunday uh, in Advent, which means officially now, according to the church, I believe you are allowed uh, to start listening to Christmas music. So, uh, you are welcome for that. Now, let me ask you honestly, let's see a show of hands here. Who started listening to Christmas music already? Please raise your hands. All right. Who has been listening to Christmas music for over a week? Who's been listening since before Thanksgiving? Okay, I'm on your team. Who's been listening since October? Good, okay, very good. Now, this is not true. You have been listening since October if you've been to Starbucks, okay? Uh, They've been playing it for quite a long time. But have you ever noticed this? I mean, it seems like we listen to Christmas music earlier and earlier every year. And it seems like Christmas music is really coming to us now way ahead of time. Christmas music in October is just a little bit too much for me. Technically, I suppose, if we are following the church calendar in our lives, you wouldn't be allowed to listen to Christmas music until December 25th. You realize that because it's still Advent. Despite what the culture tells you, Christmas isn't here yet. We still have like 25 days or something like this, 23 days so you wouldn't be listening to Christmas music at all if you abided by the church calendar. It seems to me that we're listening to Christmas music really kind of ahead of time right now. But if we think about that, speaking of the church calendar and doing things ahead of time, it seems to me today that our reading from the gospel is also something that's taking place a little bit ahead of time. Because here today, as we heard uh, in the gospel reading and in a very nice job here from Jim in our children's message today, we get the Palm Sunday text. And that seems to be a little bit out of place. I mean, this is is Advent. So we want to be talking about things like, you know, uh, uh, angels appearing to Mary and Zechariah. We want to be talking about John the Baptist preparing the way. We want to talk about the Old Testament prophecies and everything they predicted about the coming of this Lord. And instead, we have Holy Week. We have Jesus riding on a donkey. We want the precious virgin uh, delighting in her beautiful child. And instead, we have Jesus riding on a smelly animal making his way to the cross. I mean, we kind of are with the, uh, the owners of the colt there today in the reading. They see the disciples untying the animal, and they say, what are you doing? Why are you untying the colt? And we would say, yes, leave it tied up for at least three more months until we finally get to Lent and to Holy Week. Palm Sunday in Advent, it feels like Christmas music in October. What's going on here? Well, if you actually uh, pay attention to these things, one of the things you find out is that we do this every year. Every year, the first Sunday in Advent focuses on Jesus making his way to Jerusalem on the donkey. Every first Sunday in Advent is a Palm Sunday. And I I always find it strange that it works this way. And yet this year, I'm beginning to see just how truly beautiful this is. Because it is a beautiful reminder of why Jesus has come at all. And that is to go to the cross. And it does seem a little bit out of place because we would rather be focusing on mistletoe and Holly. But now right here at the beginning of the whole thing, we're thinking about a crown of thorns. And despite how much we might want to sort of put it off, the reality is the cross belongs to Advent just as much as the cross belongs to Holy Week. Because uh, Mary's gentle baby who will be born is the one who will ride that donkey and be crucified for the sins of the world. The road to the cross doesn't begin on Palm Sunday. The road to the cross for the incarnate God begins in the womb of the Virgin. And and in fact, if we want to be technical about this, the road to the cross doesn't even really begin there. The road to the cross begins all the way back in the Garden of Eden when God makes a promise to the serpent that he will crush his head with his Messiah that is to come. So what we're always doing during Advent is we are reliving the anticipation of the birth of this satan stopping Lord's victorious sacrifice on that cross. So here today, we have the road to the cross ahead of time. Focusing on why Jesus comes at all. To be born and to die for the sins of the world. But if you really want to get seasonal with it here this morning, if you really want to kind of have a nice Advent or or Christmas angle to the text, I suggest we look today now at the text a little more closely. And we examine the carolers who meet Jesus along the way with their palm branches. And listen to the song they sing, because I think this song might sound somewhat familiar to you this time of year. They cry out, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Glory in the highest. Now that sounds familiar to us. Sounds like the second verse of the hymn that the angels were singing on the night Jesus was born. Glory to God in the highest. Listen to the song of the angels. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Here we have the angels and the people singing together heaven and earth rejoicing with one song. Praising God and giving him glory and celebrating the peace that comes with his saviour. But there are two very interesting differences between the two songs that are sung here. We're going to do a little Bible study here this morning. Uh, two little differences here that I want you to notice. When the angels who dwell in heaven were singing, they sang glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. and Peace on those with whom his favor rests. Those who dwell in heaven are singing about peace on earth. And those who dwell on earth, what were they singing that Palm Sunday? glory to God in the highest, and peace in heaven. Those who dwell in heaven sing about peace on earth, and those who dwell on earth sing about peace in heaven because this shows us why Jesus Christ has come, why he's going to that cross, to reconcile heaven and earth, to make peace between these two warring factions to make this God who is your judge into your heavenly Father who forgives your sins and hears your prayers. Jesus has come and He is the peace, He is your peace with God. If you want to know this Advent season or in your life at, at, at all, uh, if God is favorable toward you, you need only listen to the hymns of the angels and the songs of the people. You need look no further than the manger And the cross for there Jesus Christ has come to give you peace with God to pay for your sins and to grant you forgiveness in fact this morning you will find this Jesus again or perhaps better said this Jesus will find you again and he's found you here already when you gathered here and you heard that word in the absolution today That word that came to you to declare to you this good news that your sins were the ones he came for. Your sins are the ones he forgives. I mean, it's truly a remarkable thing to think about that this baby who was in the manger and then on the donkey and then crucified rose on Easter morning and he walked out of that tomb and he ascended into heaven and now he walks back into this word which was delivered to you this morning. He enters that word which enters your ears and enters your heart. To tell you the good news that your sins are forgiven and you are declared not guilty before god and if you want to talk about something remarkable happening ahead of time think about this that that words you heard that absolution is the verdict about your life on the last day that you're hearing god's end times verdict over you you are righteous you are declared innocent and you are forgiven all for the sake of the shed blood of jesus christ And here now ahead of time, that word has found you and it has addressed you. And now that same word invites you ahead of time this morning to join us at the foretaste of the feast that is to come. And as we gather around this altar and the Lord Jesus comes to us again in bread and wine, giving us that very body and blood, that Satan-stomping, world-saving body and blood granted to us, And we take it and we eat it and we take it and we drink it. And we enjoy this feast from the marriage feast of the Lamb. Here at this meal, we are given again peace with God as the Lord Jesus comes to us. You see, this is why He has come. The Lord Jesus has come to die to give all of this to you to reconcile heaven and earth. Even the earth itself the creation itself is ready to rejoice over this you've got angels singing you've got the people rejoicing and it seems like there would be nobody else to join in the chorus Everybody singing christmas carols way out of season and you know who doesn't like those christmas carols out of season of course it's the pharisees like they come along and they're like christmas music and starbucks in october shut it off They say, Jesus, your disciples are a little bit out of control here. They shouldn't be singing these songs. They shouldn't be saying these things about you. Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And Jesus says, I love this. I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. you got angels singing carols. you got people singing carols. And Jesus says, if you try and stop it, even the creation itself is going to start singing joy to the world. For Christ has come to undo the work of sin and Satan, as we sing in that marvelous hymn, as far as the curse is found. And where his death will reconcile us to God, his resurrection will restore the entire creation back to the way it's supposed to be. And he will make all things in this world right. Good heavens, do you see what we've done now? Now we're doing Easter in Advent. Good heavens, is everything out of order this morning? Is everything out of place? Well, no, actually. Everything is right where God intended it to be today. Yes, even from before the foundation of the world. Because you see, even from before the foundation of the world, God knew that you would be sitting here in this pew this morning. He knew that you would be showing up on the first Sunday of Advent and hearing about His Son riding on into Jerusalem and he knew you'd be here, and so he prepared a message to deliver to you today the last day and day's final verdict, which he planned for you from the foundation of the world, which he prepared for you and accomplished for you in the birth, death, and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ, and which he delivers to you now. This marvelous news that you are forgiven, and you have peace with God through Jesus Christ. I don't know if it's better to say whether that's an Advent or an Easter message. All I know is this that it is good news for you today and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we give.